Hi everyone, welcome to QCCS Mackay Cutters Change the Game podcast. I'd like to acknowledge the Yui people of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. We're back for 2023, we've had a bit of a layoff. Part of the change is moving away from the video format into more of the traditional podcast setup. The conversations that we're having with local community members and people from different sporting and business backgrounds is helping us change the game, tackling mental health head on. Our first episode is with Emma Forster, Challenge Accepted, and this chat's going to be great. It's going to be going through Emma's life journey through sport and work and some of the life lessons that she has learnt. Hope you enjoy it. Change the Game, brought to you by the Mackay Cutters. Emma, also thank you for coming on Change the Game podcast. Change things a little bit this time. We're not doing the video, which is uh, great by me. Oh, didn't you want my face on video? Um, no, there was an executive decision, oh. um, but I've been happy to have your face <laughs> on video. <laughs> but Emma, thanks very much for coming. It's been a bit of a journey to get you in the hot seat, but you're finally here and I'm really looking forward to our chat. We're going to talk about our theme is Challenge Accepted and we're going to go through some things that have shaped you as a person in your work and also your upbringing and your sporting life too, which is going to be a really good chat. So, yep. Forster, thanks for coming on. No, thank you so much, Mitch. And I know uh, it has taken a little bit to get me here. Time management's probably not one of my strongest points, but 2023, I'm working on it. Perfect. <laughs> so, you're a you're head of department at PE at Mackay State High School. Um, you made a really courageous decision to leave the teaching industry and you're currently in the process of moving away from Mackay, heading down to Newcastle yep. on a new adventure. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk us through that? Yeah. So... Oh, look, it was midway through last year. I suppose it had always been in the back of my head that I knew teaching wasn't my end goal. I still love teaching, but midway through last year, an opportunity arose and to take a new venture into a business, something I've always wanted to do. I saw my father in my upgrowing being his own businesses growing up, so it's something I've always wanted to do. And yeah, this sort of come up midway through last year and yeah, I needed to... Do you know what? It probably didn't take me too long to make the decision because of the significance of where I was doing a running event at the time. And I was talking about purpose with the guy that I was running with. He was running from Cairns to Melbourne. And I was probably thinking about, well, what is my purpose in life? And when we were running along, he just said, you know, Em, you need to, you need to make a decision about what's your purpose. And then the timing of it all, that I got back in the van after running with him for 30K and sat down and one of my friends rang me and said, should we buy a gym? And I was like, yeah, do you know what? I'd love to buy a gym. And so then from then that was in May and it sort of rolled on until the 1st of July when we purchased our first business being a fit stop. And now we're currently in the the back and forth of what business is, where you're sort of two steps forward, maybe four back. But yeah, fitness has been a massive passion of mine since I was knee high to a grasshopper. Like I just, I've loved fitness. I've loved being what, it, see how it's transformed so many people's lives. And yeah, I need to go probably back to those roots to decide, to decide where my future is going to go. So that's sort of, yeah, where, how I got to deciding to be in the business. Teaching's always going to be with me. It's probably allowed me to make these decisions to jump into a business. But yeah, for the future right now, I need to, yeah, this challenge, it's already challenged me in the first six months of being in it. I don't know about running a business. I've had a paycheck coming in my um, bank 
every fortnight since, you know, since I started working. But now to jump in and run a business, there are so many ins and outs that I don't know, but I just love that. I love the risk and the unknown. Yeah. And the growth it's going to come from. Oh, it's, it's huge. Like I just feel in the last six months, yeah, I've learned a wealth of knowledge just from my business partners and by wrong steps, by doing mm. the wrong thing and learning from that. Yeah. Well, let's go back a couple of steps to what you mentioned. Sean Bell, Bell yep. was the runner from yeah. Running from Kansas to Melbourne, which is huge. And then he put out a social media post following his <clears> run. <throat> I was following it too, that any runners out there who want to join him on a couple of legs. And yeah. he saw it and went, yep. Yeah, I was actually getting up, shouldn't scroll through Instagram in the mornings, you know, it's a bad habit, but got in there. I was uh, probably procrastinating going on a run myself. So, you know, it's about half past five in the morning and I sat in there having a bit of a scroll while I was having a coffee and it popped up that, yeah, Sean Bell and Max Riley were looking for some runners. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't have time for it. So I was like, I just put that down and went away. Then I went out on my run. How far? uh, That run was 16. So I had a bit of thinking time on that one. Went out and... Halfway through it, I don't know, it was like a beautiful morning. I was like, gee, I'm really loving this running right now. And I was just like, Emma, don't say no to opportunities. And so I went back, went back and messaged them and said, I'm in Mackay. I'm more than happy to help out what you need, whether you need me to jump on a leg or if you just need food or what do you need? And then didn't hear from them for the 12 hours. And I was like, oh, I've missed my opportunity here. I should have got in earlier. And then because they were running all day, obviously, and they got back to me that night and Max rang me straight away and said, yep, sign you up. We want you on straight away. And then that was on the, must've been the Monday night. No, a Sunday must've ran. So then, yeah talking on the Monday, sorted it out. And then the Friday I jumped in and joined them. Where'd you meet them? They met me here in Mackay. So they actually came and stayed at Mackay State High School on Friday night. And then we took off Saturday morning. And yeah, Saturday morning took off and I went with them for the next, well, I was originally only actually going for four days, but Sean was going to hit his thousandth K on the fifth day. So I stayed on an extra day and joined them to Rockhampton. So how many K per run per day what are you doing? I do. So the first day was bit, a bit of a competition that was sort of me and another guy goat were on there. He'd hit 25. So then Sean and I run along and we said, I need to beat that. So I hit 30K with him on the first day. And then after that was just half maras. So, you know, Sean was, he's amazing. He's just going out and doing his 60 to 80 a day. So for us to jump in and just do little parts and because he needed to run by himself first parts of it as well. And I probably hadn't been really running that much after, like beforehand. So it was good to get in and probably find a bit of a passion back for running by doing it that way. Yeah, love that. And yep. then also you're still teaching at the time. Yep. And it was during the week and you know, yep. Felicity, the got, principal at the school was yep. great. I've, yeah, I'm so lucky to yeah, to be blessed with a, an amazing principal that understands that what I was doing was greater than just going for a run. She understood that what Sean was doing was amazing. He was doing, you know, a Cairns to um, Melbourne run and raising money for Run for Wishes. But what I was doing was leading and being role model for my students at my school, you know, and kids were able to see that. And then we were able to do some fundraising at our school for Sean to raise money for him as well. So that's a big thing for me or why I do a lot of things I do is because I'm a role model for students and they need to see me leading. And yeah, I'm just lucky enough to have had a principal that allowed me to be able to jump on and do that as well. Right on, Flick. Uh, yeah, that's a big shout out so to Flick. Uh, so there, yeah, you've had that, had those talks on the run with Sean and then it come up in conversation that. Yeah, we had some really, you know, I didn't know Sean before we started. So it's pretty big to go and spend 30 Ks of running with someone that you don't know. So, you know, you really get to know someone along the way. And 
Sean's only, Sean's 24, but he's just got a, like a wealth of knowledge. You know, he's been for, through a lot in his early years to lead him to where he is. So for 30Ks, we just, and I mean, I don't not like talking, so it takes me a, a long time, you know, running, we were running at a pace where you could obviously talk. But yeah, we had some really in-depth conversations and, you know, we sort of just got on that train of, not that I was lost for purpose, but I guess I'm someone who doesn't like to sit in complacency. Like I like to look for what's next. And yeah, Sean, just the chats just allowed me to start probably ticking over that next thought. And then, yeah, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways that it just, yeah, my business partners rang me, which was actually a friend that I met on a fitness camp seven years ago. Just put the idea and I said, um, let's go for it. Let's just give it a go. And that's, and that's, it was all the back and forth of finding out about the franchise. And then, yeah, in the start of July, we said, let's, we're definitely in, we're bought in. Awesome. So that, uh, also <coughs> your, uh, you know, your previous fitness career was in triathlon. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about what you've achieved through that. And then how did you get into the sport? Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk, talk me through the swimming, the bike, the, the running and the training, the yeah. everything. I did a marathon back in the Gold Coast Marathon, which is like a beautiful marathon for first marathoners to do because it's really flat. I did that back in 2015 after uh, just getting a few injuries netball because netball's always been the team sport that I've played. Just kept getting a few injuries. So when in, yeah, start of February, I was just like, I'm just going to have a crack at having to go at a marathon and I needed to train because I actually had Kokoda Trail in September that year. So I chose to do a marathon and that got me on the running path from there. So first decided that I'd do that. My training was I had no knowledge. I got, you know, a plan from a mate who her husband had done a bit of training in marathons. So I did it in between netball training. Sometimes I would skip sessions. You know, I just literally rocked up to the marathon having no idea. Had no idea about nutrition, nothing. How'd you go? Yeah, I ended up, I did a 4.45. It was tough. Mm. You know, like that was, like it was, you know, when I think back and I'm like, and two, I think back about my, the, you know, my mental ability to be able to go through how tough it was. I remember that back 6K and it was hell. Like I just, I never ever wanted after I finished, I was like, I never ever want to go back into that type of hill again. But you do every time you go into one of those races, you always hit that, that wall where you're like, I don't know if I can keep going or, or there is, there's no answer. You have to keep going. So that first marathon probably taught me a lot, but it also probably put me off running for a little bit just because I was pretty shattered after it. And then obviously we went into Kokoda and then the following year I'm actually made the the move up to here in Mackay because I'm originally from Victoria. So made the chance to get out of Victoria and come up here for the weather and then spent a year getting around here, getting to know it. And then I actually went on a, a three-month trip over to South America with all the fun things that come with South America. My body was, yeah, it was buggered after it. And I was sick of waking up on Sundays being hungover. But in South America, it's not just Sundays, it's most days because, you know, you're traveling. And yeah, I just, for someone who'd been in fitness for so long, it's just not how I wanted to treat my body. So there was 16 weeks from the day I got home from South America, 16 weeks later was the 70.3 in Cairns. Once again, absolutely no idea about training. Found a little one from a friend once again, same friend who helped me out with the marathon and just went in there with 
I'd never done an open water swim before this. I just swam in the pool the whole time, did bike sessions. Like I just go out and ride for... Your mountain bike? Yeah. No, <laughs> I actually had an all right bike for the start. Yeah, I actually had a road, um, an incident where I come off a bike and nearly hit a truck. So then I had to update. So it was, yeah. you know, meant to be. So that sort of led me into the, after I did that first one in Cairns, I actually then, this is funny story. I was up in Cairns, just happened to jump on Tinder and... <laughs> You do. <laughs> you do. And met my coach on Tinder at oh, the wow. time. Yeah. And we at, we just become, well, he coached me after that and we just become really good friends. Till this day, Rob's still one of my very good friends. So he's been my coach ever since. So from then, after that one, oh, I was going on to move into, to do Bustledon Ironman. I wanted to take the next step up, but I ended up injuring my hip and was sidelined for about eight weeks because they couldn't work out what it was. So then through all of us, we know with injury, people that love fitness don't do injury well. So that probably fueled my fire a lot more to get really back into the training. So spent a lot of time in the pool with after that. So a lot of time following that black line, which gives you a lot of thinking time. The pool in the morning, I used to love it because before teaching, like, yeah, you know, I'd go swim in the mornings and then go teach. All my, every class was thought out, everything that I had an issue with, if there was something that that was on my mind, I'd sort it out in the pool in the mornings. You know, you'd know the same with going and running. It's such a great space to go and sort things out in your life. So yeah, from then and then after that, yeah, I sort of went full on into triathlon, got a real love for it. Just the three different disciplines. Biking's my strength, you know, like I've got the the legs to be able to bike and run was always and still is my weakness. And that's probably why I try, choose to go in a lot more running events at the moment is to try and build that strength. So then in 2018, I, yeah, went and did Cairns Ironman. So the training for that was, yeah, unlike, yeah, un, unlike anything else because it, it, it absorbed your life. You know, I was, I was teaching, I, I wasn't a head of department then. So I was just a teacher at the time. So I probably had the time to be able to do it, but teachers still work hard, note that. But, you know, at my weekends, you know, I'd be doing six, seven hour bike runs, bike rides on a Sunday, on a Saturday, sorry. And then Sunday I'd get up and do two to three hours running. And then with that, you either sleep or you recover. So I didn't really have weekends. And I still remember the post that I put up after completing that Ironman was that every swim bike run and every missed social event was well worth it for what I got out of doing that Ironman. Yeah, I went to another level in the back half of that marathon to just see where your body is, is able to take you. And Ironman's are the best challenge to probably do that. So let's talk about the pain cave. Yep. And when you do go yep. go to those places inside those events, yep. how do you process that? Um, I think... When I think back at like at times it, when you go in the pain cave, it's really hard to then after that to come back to it. Like you, you never ever, when you're in the pain cave, it's only when you're in it. You know, you can think about how hard that was when, when it's going on, like after it. But when you're in it, like I'm just, I'm a positive person anyway. So I try and stay positive during those times. And I still, at I, the Iron Man, I still remember I sang a song in my head the whole time and it was Ziggy Albert's Love Me Now. And it was just a song at the time that was in my head and like I, the whole back half of it, that's what I sang that's to so funny. get that's, me through it. That's what happened to me in a, um, I did the Mackay Mountain Ultramarathon. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> at the time with little kids, there was a Wiggles song. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason it was just in my head. Yep. Um, 
at yeah, repeat. And it got me through. Yeah, and it's funny, like it's singing a song, but it passes time. Mm. And it is like when you're in that pain cave, the thing is you need to not think about the pain cave. So you need to take your mind off and go somewhere else. You know, and I've probably a few other times hitting the pain cave would have been the last run on when we did the David Goggins challenge just recently. The last run's what got me. Everything throughout the rest of the run was fine, but the last run got me because I probably didn't fuel properly for the last run. And just the heat of the day, like, I felt the pain cave in the last one and you've got people around you. So that then can bring you out of this, you know, a number of different things that can bring you out of it. And people is one, one of them that I love talking to people. So if I can do that, then it just takes my mind off it. But a lot of the time, you know, and especially with the back half of that Ironman, there is no other people around you because it's, 10 o'clock at night and at Cairns, it's so spread out, there's no one around you. So you can really get into some, and it's dark in some stages. So, you know, it's just not metaphorically dark. It's actually dark. So it just really starts to bring you down. Mm. But I guess, yeah, the only way I'm just, I, I am a positive person and I, I try to stay that through doing it and fine. What, what's the, why am I doing this? You know, like what's the why behind, why did you choose to do your Ironman, Emma? And it was because I wanted to see what the potential of the body can do and still need to. And what was your result in that one? I got straight on, so 12 hours, like a spot on 12 hours. Position? Uh, so I ended up being fifth in my age group. Wow. So what that is overall, but fifth in my, and that was when I was in the 25 to 29 age group. Awesome. Yeah. And then, so you talk about your positivity and that's, um, that's why I love talking to you, to you Emma, <laughs> and got you in because you are that type of person and you're really invested in, you know, your health and fitness, but also your well-being. Yeah. You're currently doing a certificate four in elite athlete well-being management. Yep. Yeah. So I guess what got me into that is because I see, uh, I, I probably went through it as a junior netballer at rep level and saw myself, I don't know, probably... I ended up hating the sport because I wasn't well looked after. And that's not my at club level coaches. It was above that when you went to the next level. And I owe so much to the sport and I regret hating the sport at that time because that sport's, it's taught me who I am. And I guess that's what's led me to well-being and, you know, more specifically sport because I take, like I teach the netball academy at school and I don't ever want any of the girls to go through that. I want them to see, I want them to have the ability to see how good the game is for them, how good sport is for kids. So I want to be able to educate kids um, to be able to follow and, you know, use well-being to the positive side of the sport, you know, and that then leads into the, the cert has obviously given me big knowledge behind that to know that it's more than the sport. You know, there's so much more that comes with it. You know, well-being is bigger than just looking at a sport level, but, you know, for us that are so heavily involved in sport, I see so many, yeah, I see too many people get caught up in their own head and their well-being when they should be enjoying the sport. So, yeah, I guess that's well-being is a big part of who I am and I go back to because my father used to always ask me, like, how are you? Are you going okay? Like, mm. and he would just always check in on it. So I just feel like that's been instilled in me that you should always check in on someone's well-being. Care. Yeah. Yep. So let's talk a bit more about your dad. Yeah. You know, you've mentioned him a few times. You did a really big run in his honour and memory two years ago. Yeah, 2021. Yep. Yeah. So he ran 70K for yep. his 70th, would have been his 70th yeah. birthday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, um, dad passed away when he was 63. So, you know, coming on nine years. Oh, look, I, was, I get so happy when I talk about my father because he, with me, my brother and my mum, he was all of our best mates. Like I was just, I'm so blessed to have been brought up by 
an amazing dad who, who taught me so many good values, but just who made me laugh. Like he just, that no one other could make me laugh like he did because, but he'd do that to everyone. Like he's, he'd fill a room with laughter as soon as he walked into it. I thought I needed to do something big to celebrate his birthday. Um, and I needed to, dad always, he always challenged me, you know, like he didn't settle for, you know, himself. He always, he was a one, he was an ideas man and he wasn't afraid to push the, you know, the needle with that. He always gave things a go. So I just come up with it, loved running and thought, you know, I need to run 70K for 70 years of life. And it was just coming out of COVID. So it gave the opportunity for my family to fly up from Victoria and to all be together. And, you know, the weekend wasn't about me running 70Ks. It was about getting everyone together. And if people could jump in and, you know, join in for 2K, 5K, ride a bike, come and watch, spend time out on the beach. It was about being together as a family. But I needed to tick something off. I'm a big goals are a huge huge thing with me and I needed to tick something off in his honour. I mean, that's sort of why I chose the 70Ks. Yeah, it was tough again. Mm. It definitely went into, uh, surprisingly enough, I felt really good till maybe, I don't know, 60, 63, 64. And then that back end, just my, yeah, my feet, everything started to hurt for just being on your feet for so long. But you know what, like it was once again, power of positivity of people being around you. My brother jumped in on a bike and my my brother's not as big into fitness as I am and him getting on the bike. Yeah, that just Mate, like, oh, huge. Like it just, because I once again, he's just some of the kind of person that anything he says makes me laugh. So for the last 6K, having him, my best mate um, was um, running along with me. He did the whole 70K with me, you know, very lucky to have. And actually my business partner now, she supported me the whole way, like gave me the inspiration to be able to keep going. And that's probably why I surround myself with people like that. And because, you know, you yeah, you are the people like the four people you are closest around is who you are. So, you know, I need to s- surround myself with great people like that. And that's why I get the opportunity to do things that I do like this. So you did talk about the David Gorgon challenge as well mm. as another point I wanted to bring up. And that was a challenge where we had a few players, Mackay Cutters players, join that challenge with you and some other teachers from Mackay High. Yeah. So it's good to do together. Talk us through that event. Yeah. So I'd actually, I'd had a crack at the David Goggins challenge uh, a couple of years ago now, it probably would be. I did it over a explain summer. Explain what it is. Uh, yeah. So sorry, David Goggins challenge, it's a four by four by 48, which meaning four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So that roughly equates to 6.2 kilometers every four hours. So yeah, pretty much you get the time to do your run. If it takes you 30 minutes, if it takes you an hour, that's included in that four hours. So, you know, if it took you an hour, then you only got three hours was to recover and start back up again. We were sort of getting it done between the 40 minutes to an hour. So by the time you got home, ate and then got a quick little sleep in, you were pretty much going again. The challenge had, yeah, it probably, it got me because there's more to it than just the running. You know, there's the combination of sleep deprivation, which I'd actually done, I did a 60K walk from sunny coast to Noosa in June and I didn't train for it. Just on a whim. Just, no, it was part of a, I did it with the world gym. and yeah. But I, I didn't train for it because I wanted to see where my body was at to be able to do, because, you know, I thought, oh, it's a walk, you know, I can do a 60K walk. That's probably one of the hardest things I've done because I didn't train for it and my feet weren't used to being like on it for so long. And I'd come off a school camp. I'd actually had a school camp all that week and then flew straight from Magnetic Island straight down to Noosa and I was sleep deprived. And in the back half, my the sleep de- deprivation actually, 
it made my resilience so much lower. Like I just didn't have the ability, like not many times have I, like have I turned negative and I was actually like, I just want this to be done. And that really got me because I'm never like that. So then the sleep deprivation was obviously the thing that was a trigger for me. So that's why the David Goggins challenge really interests me because I was like, I want to see what I can do under a lot more sleep deprivation. But this time I was just surrounded by just amazing. The group that we had were phenomenal. Like the boys, like the the two Shill brothers, they were, because they're not runners, you know, whereas like where we had Joel and Shawnee, they are, they're playing footy at the moment. They're fit enough to be able to do it. Two Shill brothers hadn't do it, but to see the mental resilience that they went through to get up and go every single time, like that's why I did that challenge is because, you know, those boys probably wouldn't have done that challenge if I hadn't have got it organised. Yeah. So to have that ability for them to see that and to go to different lengths. Some of the other Cutters boys that come and joined us along the way, like Matt Vesey really impressed me because he joined on the first one and then he kept coming back because he wanted to see where his point was. That's why I do those sorts of things because it gave the ability for them to do that. But to see people dig in deep like that, like that's amazing. And that's what the David Goggins challenge, it does. It, you have to dig deep for it. Yeah. And you raise money. Yeah. So we, when we did it, so Kel Jenner and I had a discussion and we thought, um, you know, if we're, um, if we're going to be doing something, we most will raising money and awareness for something. So mental health is something that sits with, you know, everyone. And that's something that we can always raise more money for and run for my life is a, you know, it's a local charity group. And I actually didn't get the opportunity to do run for my life because I was away. So yeah, I got into contact with them and said, we'd love to raise some money for you. And yeah, this is what we're doing. And they jumped on board. And so we've ended up raising about just about 6,800, you know, just from people getting in and loving the challenge that we we're doing and loving the cause that we were getting around doing. So yeah, love to do more challenges like that to be able to raise money and especially for, for the community. You know, mm. sometimes you don't know where the money's going, but you know that this is for the Mackay community. And I think that's a big part. And it's so, you know, so blessed to have the Cutters boys really got behind it, which was, you know, it's amazing that they could do that as well. And it's a big credit to your organisation, Mitch, because I know Camo made, didn't make, but he got the boys to come down and be a part of it. And same with Camo, he couldn't run. He jumped in and did a rowing session, you know, so, and that's what it's all about is getting people together. Two, like another big thing is once I go back to that role model thing, my, Mr. Shill and I are both, Mr. Shill, Zach and I are uh, teachers at the school. And for kids to know that we were doing that, we had a lot of our academy kids come and join us, you know, and that's what we want. We want to be able to set that standard, but also the chance for these kids, not a lot hadn't run 6K. And they went out and run it because they saw that we were doing it. One, I had one student, he, the first one he come out and did with us, he couldn't run, couldn't do it. He could, but he didn't have the mental ability to be able to, he just thought, no, nah, I'm done. I'm tired at halfway. And he started walking. He come back and joined us after the sixth one and he ran it. No worries. You know, because we'd set the tone and we'd shown that what could you do? And he's like, well, I definitely have to, I've got to get up here with Miss Forster and Mr. Shill. So that's what I love about it. It's like we've taught a student that you need to pass through that little bit of hardship to be able to get further in what you're doing. Yeah, great. Yeah. Hope that stays with him for the rest of oh, his life. Yeah, sure absolutely. Well. well done. And to everyone else who, who did that with you. Yeah. 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 I can't like a massive thank you. And it's just like, I, it was just such an enjoyable weekend as much as you're doing like, you know, so many times you wake up, we're like, come on guys, like, what are we doing here? But the laughs, it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you play um, and you win, 
I haven't won a lot of grand finals, I lost seven of them. But when you win, <laughs> when you win a premiership together, you have that bond with them. Like we'll, the, all of us group will have that bond again because it's just little things that happen along the way that we ran out to the breakwater at 4am on the last day and no one turned up and it was just like it was just the bare minimum of us and that was tough. But we were all there together doing it and, yeah, I just I thank those boys so much for making that weekend better than what it already was. Uh, Mackay, hi. You're leaving. Yeah, um, it's I very am. sad yeah. for the school and the region. Yeah, um, you've been oh, a big I'm sad. part of the community yeah. for since you've been here. How long have you been here? Uh, this is my seventh year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you would have yeah. seen a lot of changes at the school, I'm sure. Yeah, so I've actually only been at Mackay for five. I actually worked out at Kalen for the first two years because I, when I first moved up here, I moved up here not to teach, and then just natural progression went back into teaching. But yeah, been at Mackay for the last yeah five years too as a teacher, and then this like three years as a hod. So yeah, a lot of changes has happened. But, you know, a lot of good changes, what I'm saying. Yeah, great changes. Like, just so positive that school. Yeah, I'm not leaving because it's the school. I love that school. Mm. And that's that's why I'm back here at the moment is like I've come back for a couple of weeks just to help out the start of the year because I love the school and I love what Felicity and the team are leading at that school. I just think that there is so much forward progression going on and so much thought around the staff and the students, which is just yeah, there's so much going on with teacher wellbeing nowadays. I just feel like we're going to start something really big there at Mackay State High School. It just, yeah, it just needs to keep flowing on. Yeah. yeah. And it's good to have our involvement with the academy that we've got. Yeah. Uh, you've been a big part of driving that too. So, yeah, I'm sure that's just going to grow from strength and strength. Also, what I love the involvement Mackay High has or the connection is Quantaf. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Talk me through what Clontarf means to Mackay High. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Clontarf Foundation, we got that so three years ago. Clontarf's a, like an, it's Australia-wide, but we were actually the first Clontarf school in the Mackay region. And it's for, it's the foundation is for young Indigenous boys. So it works on getting young Indigenous boys back into school and giving them, you know, the resources and the help to be able to get them to school. But also like so much more, like the team there, the three boys they've got there, at the moment with men are leading them. They just teach these boys to be young men and just it's as simple as you rock up into their room and every single one of those boys shakes their hand and acknowledges you by your name. And, it's you know, that's a small thing, but it's such a big thing at the, you know, when you get out into the public because it's just so small things that are being forgotten. And, you know, Clontarf Foundation is really setting the tone at our school for the Indigenous boys and really helping them out. And they're all a big part of our academy as well. But, yeah, men are in that. It's, the, it's, it's bigger than just looking after, you know, the Indigenous boys. They look after everyone at our school, and I think that's I think that's probably the biggest power about it is it's just inclined like it's just it's part of Mackay State High School now, and it wouldn't be the same if we didn't have it at Mackay State High School. Yeah, two thousand and twenty. I want to talk about that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so there's some big moments for you personally in two thousand and twenty. Yep. You got nominated for a sport award yep. uh, through the local council and won it. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. So that was for all your triathlon achievements and what you what you went through with that yeah and then talk me through later on in the year you had a lesson learned yeah 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 we'll, we'll call it as a lesson learned that i do you know it probably needed to happen you know sometimes we don't the lesson at the time it it hurt like it i still remember obviously the the weekend of that it occurring but then Two weekends after that, I went to a wedding and it probably hit me more than anything after that because it was probably all just settled in and it just, you know, the lesson that I learned, it, it told me that 
because obviously I've always like the positivity's always been there, but sometimes you're going to have some downs in life. And you know, I'd had I had a massive down when I lost dad, but this one hit me just probably just as close because it, yeah, it was something against what I'd been you know, brought up to do and just by making silly decisions. And, you know, a lot of us make silly decisions and we get away with them. But that there has, and I, do, I actually still remember my good friend who ended it was actually my solicitor at the time when it was all finished. She just said to me, do you know what, Em, like this is, this is the biggest learning for you is that you can now take this to your kids, you know, and I get to, I now get to be able to, I see kids make mistakes and I don't judge them because of it. You know, I allow those kids to make mistakes and I just say, well, how are we going to rebound back from this and what are we going to change about it? You know, so for me that the lesson learned, it had a big play on my mental health at the time for probably a good three or four months. And, and still even to this day, like, you know, I still, I still think about it, but, you know, I've moved on and learned the bigger lesson is that, you know, you need to be smarter in your decisions in, you know, any time, wherever you are, you need to be smart because, you know what, sometimes down, that could affect you later down the track. And I guess, yeah, that's something for me that, you know, progressing into the into the business world and everything, it's something you've always got to be able to, yeah, to think about that everyone's watching and to mm. like in Mackay, it's a small community. Yeah. And yeah, I see myself as a role model and I want to be able to make the choices that kids look up to me and, you know, that they say that, you know, Miss Forster, she, she leads by example. So yeah, lesson well learned. I mean, it's definitely been able to shape the direction in where I'll, where I'm heading and where I'll go in the future. Can we talk about a little bit, what were the lessons learned? Yeah. Or, and what changes? Made? Changes, changes I made probably personally, you know, getting older, everyone loves to go out on weekends and everything, but it probably sent me more into the fact that I need to put more time into my health and fitness because it's better for my mental health. And that's where my time needs to be spent. You know, I could talk about it, you know, I love going out for a drink. There's no doubt about that. And everyone does, but you know, what do you achieve out of it sometimes? And that's big thing of like, I hate waking up on Sundays, wasting Sundays. You know, Sundays is such a beautiful day because it was actually a day that I used to spend, we used to call it poolside with my dad. We used to go down to the lake on a Sunday at five o'clock and watch the sunset. Um, so Sundays are a big part of my life. And yeah, you know, I was wasting them by going out on Saturday nights and drinking. And yeah, it's not, I wasn't the best version of myself. And sometimes it takes a big things to recognize that. But yeah, I've recognized it now. Yeah, the lesson learned out of that is that this, the version that I'm working on right now is who I want to be. I don't want to be. And I get this a bit, you know, I love the old saying of, oh, gee, you've changed. And, you know, people get that a lot too when you move out of the culture of drinking every weekend with your mates and stuff. And then you decide that, no, I'm actually not going to go do that you know, and your mates are still doing it. And they love that one of you've changed. Well, like that probably used to hurt me a little bit, but now like I couldn't, I love that. I love when people say that you've changed because I like, yeah, I have, I've moved on from things that no longer serve a purpose for me. So yeah, that was probably, that's the biggest thing is I want to be the best version of who I am. And that sort of, that way was not helping me be the best version. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's go into with, you know, Slowly wrapping it up. What are you? Um, <laughs> what's the future? What are you looking forward to? Some goals and talk about goals before. What's yep. some goals you've got coming up? Whether they're physical or, or yep. not. Yep. Um, so, well, I was actually in May. I was supposed to be going over to Bali to do the Bali Hope Ultra Challenge, which is a the double marathon. So you run from the um, the top of Bali to the bottom of Bali and you actually raise money for the primary schools over in Bali. I was all set for that. However, 
my business needs to take priority at the moment. Um, and that's, you know, that's the decision that I've taken at the moment is that I've postponed it to 2024, which Tom at Barley Hope was awesome about. Um, and he understands that, yeah, business comes first. So I've had to, so fitness goals, I've had to put that on to be postponed, but there's a few goals like in Australia that I need to tick off. So I'd like to do the double at Gold Coast where you do the half marrow on the Saturday and then do the marrow on the Sunday. So that's at the start of July. And then there's a few around Newcastle where I'm moving down to. There's a few little runs. And then I want to get back into triathlon to have a crack at world champs for Kona for next year. So for 2024. So yeah, spend a big chunk of the year in running and then yeah, transition back into the triathlon side of things. Um, um, because it's a big part of why I've got into the business is that it's going to allow me the chance to be able to put my time and attention back into training as well. Big thing that happened with moving into the uh, hod position, I just I lost that time and it lost the priority. Hod took priority, so yeah, it's just reshuffling a few things. And my priority is fitness, and you know, while I'm still young and able to be able to try and hit a few of those goals, um, so yeah, world championships is definitely still on the agenda. I've done yeah, hit the seventy point threes in France in two thousand nineteen, so now I want to go do Ironman. And then, yeah, too, I'd also like to hit, if that doesn't sort of fall through, I'd like to go to New York Marathon and tick that one off. So, yeah, big fitness goals. But I guess at the forefront of that is business is just, you know, we're starting a new business. I'm moving down to a community where I know no one, which I love. Like, I just love that it's going to be a massive challenge because I have to go, you know, I started myself in Mackay seven years ago and, you know, this is where I am today. So now I have to go down to Newcastle and restart, start from scratch and build all those connections and networks again and build a community and a successful business through fitness, you know. So I get to I get to have the best of both worlds, talking with people and doing fitness. Like I just, yeah, that's that's where my life is at the moment. So good. Well, that's challenge accepted, Emma. <laughs> uh, where, whereabouts in Newcastle will your fit stop be? It'll be in Charlestown. So, which is it's like a suburb right next to Merriweather, which is right near the CBD. So, yeah, it's about 12, 12 minutes from the beach. So, yeah. And roughly when will you be operating? Uh, look, we're, we're hoping for a, a lofty goal where, yeah, we're pretty ambitious. We're hoping for um, a 15th of April start, which would be everything really, you know. Going right. Yeah, everything's got to go our way. few things aren't, but, you know, we're working on them and it, it'll happen. If if I know myself, Amanda and Jimmy who are in this business, uh, I know we're all very driven people that, yeah, we'll make it happen. That's 15th of April, Newcastle. Mitch, I'd love you to come down for the opening. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you're there. Yeah, that's your invite. Right. You shouldn't need an invite. You should just be I'm, there. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a run in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, beautiful place, Newcastle. Yeah. Well, all the best, Emma. You're going to be sorely missed here in our community, but I'm sure we'll see you around the around the place, maybe hilly half marathon or something. Yeah. Yeah. A year or two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I look, I, I am dearly going to miss Mackay because I've made some really amazing connections, met some great people, learnt from some really good people like yourself, Mitch. And yeah, I, Mackay will always be on my radar. It's not like I'm, I'm not leaving and never coming back. My mum's still here at the moment, so I'm definitely coming back. But yeah, I'll, Mackay will always be a big part of my journey. Thanks for coming on and all the best. Awesome. Thanks very much, Mitch. I really appreciate it. Change the game. Brought to you by the Mackay Cutters.